the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. We're going to address one of our favorite scriptures, or at least one of my favorite scriptures. That is Romans 8.28. How many times have we talked about that? Romans 8.28. We're constantly quoting that at one another. It's kind of a life verse for the Christian, isn't it? And this verse speaks hope into every circumstance, doesn't it? It speaks hope into every circumstance. It takes us out of our limited horizontal view and lifts our mind's eye into that heavenly perspective so that we can see that this is not just me trying to live a fleshly life. This is me literally in union with God living a spiritual life in a temporal world. But what's the bigger reality? The bigger reality is the fact that we're spiritual beings. You know, the truth is that when we allow our vision to be limited to what we can experience through our senses, we lose the greatness of our hope. We lose the source of our joy, the foundation of our courage. If we see our weaknesses in the flesh as the boundaries of life, then we're living a very restricted life. God has called us to look with eyes of faith. To see the truth of who we are. To see the truth of the life he's given us. To see him intimately involved in every detail of our living. All right, let's look at Romans 8.28. Paul says this. He says, We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan For good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Now, in the first part of this chapter, we talked about how walking in the spirit or walking by the spirit was a determination that we must make by faith. Typically, we'll default to the flesh, even though the reality of our lives is spiritual. We talked about that now. Now what Paul is shifting to is what this life in the Spirit looks like, how we live by the Spirit. And he addressed prayer. Prayer is a spiritual activity, is it not? It is actually us entering into the truth of our spirituality. And Paul has already addressed Christian suffering. 
Now, we know suffering's not avoidable, not for the lost or the saved. We all have suffering. But for the child of God, this is Romans 8.28 at work, God has made suffering a place of revelation, a place of hope. He has turned it from hopelessness to hope because we take ourselves out of the temporal reality and we look to the truth of the spiritual reality. Romans 8.18 says, But what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present age, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us and for us and conferred on us. How many different ways are we covered in glory? In us, to us, for us. Being conferred on us. You know what this is a picture of? It's like you holding something underwater. And just the top may be sticking up and pouring water all over it as it is being saturated in water. Can you get it anymore in the water? You can't. Now that's the glory. And what Romans 8.28 is speaking about that glory that is being conferred on us, in us, and to us. Because he is saying all things work together for the good. And you know what? You could say for the glory. Because the Spirit of God is actively working about and throughout and on top of and within in the midst of the steps that we take. Whether they be painful steps in the flesh or they be pleasurable steps in the flesh makes no difference. We walk in a consistent pathway, a pathway that God has chosen for us. This verse, Romans 8, 28, makes it plain that nothing works against the purposes of God. Nothing works against the purposes of God. One writer wrote this, and I like this. Either all things work together for good, or nothing makes sense. So let's be bold about it. Let's either be transformed Christians or bitter skeptics because we just can't sort of believe Romans 8.28. We either believe it or we doubt it. There's no middle ground. You see the difference? And you know what? I have literally watched in people's eyes and in their faces and in their words them make that choice. You know, in counseling, you see people make that choice. They do. Because what you do is you offer them hope in Christ and they'll either choose to embrace it or they will pass it off as just being spiritual pacification to a very real and physical problem. We either embrace this stuff by faith and live in the reality of it or we pass it off as as skeptics. And I tell you that, that when you do that, you have turned everything that God gave Christ to give you through this book, you've turned it into religion. You've turned it into something you do for God. And you've missed God's greatest gift for you while you're here. You've missed the abundance. We don't have a middle ground. This verse begins, Romans 8, 28, begins with the activity of God. Now, there's an idea when people read this book, there's an idea that God is showing up at the end of your trial to make that trial good. That's not the truth of it. If you had that idea, throw it out the window. That's not the truth of it. God is being in it from the beginning. 
God is in it before you're in it. <laughs> How's that possible? Well, I don't know. That's why they call him God. But he is in it before you're in it. Before the foundations of the earth, he is in it. And here's the neat thing about it. We're going to talk more about this. This, In the same way that, that he literally puts prayer within you and puts prayer about you and puts prayer and confers prayer on you, in the same way he has put you, he has given you life, he has made you a new creation, he has raised you up to walk, he has literally planned a path for you from day one to the day you walk away from this temporal existence into eternal existence. And each step of the way, before eternity began, before time began, like a loving father, he has chosen every step. And he's filled every step with purpose. And some of you may wake up in the morning and wonder why you're still breathing. What's the point? Why am I still here? Nothing's happening. You're living in unbelief. You've discounted God altogether. Romans 8.28 speaks of a Christian life where God is intimately involved in every step, in every circumstance. And not just involved at the moment. Involved before time began. Because only God can stand outside of time and work in the tapestry of every nuance of our being. He Only He can take the insignificant and make it so important that the whole of Christianity and truth lies in our understanding of this little infinitesimal thing. He can do that because He is God. But He didn't make it hard for us to comprehend. He made it as big as Jesus and as big as life. And the path that you walk on, each step that you make, you can say, Father, I recognize you have purpose in this. Do you know that God has purpose in your mistakes? God has purpose in your pain. I didn't say cause it. Because if you believe that, if you really believe that, then you quit spending so much time angry at God about all the things in your life. And you say, Father, I am sorry I, I look away from truth. I am sorry that I live in unbelief. I am sorry that I turn my eyes away from your sovereignty and from your love. I repent of those things. But Father, I'm looking at you right now. And I'm thanking you, Father, that you have purpose in every moment of my life. I'm thanking you, Father, that you have purpose purpose in this horrible circumstance that I'm walking in. I thank you, Father, that you have purpose in this situation where my body is, is not right, working the way it should. I thank you, Father, that you have purpose. You quit whining at him about where you're at. Quit whining. Start thanking. He says, in everything, give thanks. Oh, well, he just meant all the spiritual stuff, you know. Like when, you know, you give testimony or you witness somebody, you know, give thanks for that kind of stuff. Or when they serve a fellowship meal, you definitely want to give thanks for that. How about when the car breaks down? How about when, when a, a loved one says something hurtful to you? How about when all of the plans don't work? Let me tell you something. You're in a plan, and it's not your plan. I take immense pleasure in that. Because I can have confidence in it if it's not my plan. I'm in a plan and it's not my plan. It's God's plan. 
Well, this didn't work out. Well, that, it's not my plan. Well, you don't have this. It's not my plan. Well, what, it's not my plan. You can tell the devil, it's not your plan. You have one responsibility. You know what that is? Yield. Keep moving. What's a path for? You don't build a house in the middle of a path, do you? Many of us want to. We get to a nice spot there, you know. Want to build a nice little house, set out the rocking chair and say, Oh, Lord, this is just the right place for me. I'm going to stay right here because there's no pain here. There's no horrible people here. Everybody loves me here. I'm doing so well. i got money in the bank. I'm going to camp out right here. This is God's plan here. Boy, I'm going to stay right here. And what happens? Something happens. He comes along and he huffs and he puffs and he blows the house down. It just doesn't stay that way. Something happens. Or you know what? There's a restlessness within you because you are not walking in the truth of your union. You've made that place in the path your security. You've made that place in the path your hope. You've made that place in the path your goal. You know, for Christians, we have one goal. I know for you goal-oriented people, that's probably heresy. But the reality is, we have one goal. I'm going to let you in on it. You just write it down, okay? Your goal is Jesus. That's it. Somebody said, you know, if you listen to Todd, you know the right answer to give almost every time. It's just Jesus. I'm telling you, it is just Jesus. That's the goal. He's the shepherd. How many plans is a sheep supposed to have? Listen, this verse begins with the activity of God and it speaks of the fact that we walk in union with Him. We live in union with Him. That's what makes all things work together. His partnership, His working through us and in us. It comes in line with the verse 1 John 4.17. 1 John 4.17. This is God speaking about your union with Him. He says, in this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion. I love that. You realize that's the Spirit of God speaking right there. That's not just some Old Testament ancient writing, something that came to his mind in poetic verse. That's God speaking there. He says, in this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion. And attains perfection with us. Well, that doesn't seem possible. But it is. You want to know how your relationship with God is going? I've got insight. It's perfect. It has been literally built for perfection. Something man cannot do. Only God can do it. For perfection attains perfection with us. I would think if he wanted perfection, he'd leave us out of it. But no, it's with us. He's made it for us. That we may have what? Confidence for the day of judgment. With assurance and boldness to face him. Because, listen at this. Because as he is, so are we in where? In heaven? Is that what it says? One day in heaven? Is that what it says? In this 
world. Where's that perfection happening? In this world. Where's that communion happening? In this world. Right now. Where's that union happening? In this world. Do you know if you're a child of God, every sense within you of his distance, of his disapproval, of his resentment, of his separation from you, of his distance from you, is a lie from the pit of hell. You're being attacked if you're holding on to it. Because what he says is that he is literally holding you close. And he says, you know what? This is perfect. And you know what? We're perfecting this love. The Spirit of God in you is perfecting this love. You know what could make that love more perfect? (laughs) You just own it. Right here, right now, in this life, by faith, own it. Live in the truth of it. Some of us have been so bound up with fear, failure, sense of our own inability and doubt before the Lord. I've been there. And that is not what this relationship's about. You know, He came that you might have life. He came to set the captives free. Well, I was a captive. And I put those chains on me because God took them off. The sinner that deserved them died long ago. I'm a free man wearing somebody else's chains when I live like that. And they're heavy. And they're a burden. And they're not the yoke I was intended to bear. But here I am. So often, like Samson of old, bound and blind, treading the grain of my own failure, calling out to heaven, Father, free me. He says, I have freed you. Why don't you recognize your freedom and bring the house down and walk And live in liberty. That's what we're made for. We walk in a union of love with the Spirit of God, the God of love. We walk this path, and you know, the path kind of reminds me of, it's like the children of Israel. You know how they were led out of Egypt, through the wilderness and beyond? Well, in the same way. God uses all things to work together good. He's talking about His working in our lives. And you can look at it as as a path. I keep referring to a path, but that's literally what life is. It's our journey. And I think that journey that the Israelites went on illustrates what God has for us. The cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, the provision of food, the protection from their enemies, literally leading us forward day by day. And how well we imitate their grumbling, their dysfunction so often. God is always faithful. He made a covenant with us. He says, no matter what your distortion or deception may be, I will love you and I'll love you with clarity. I'll love you in a way that won't be ambiguous, that won't be muddled and hard to figure out. I'll embrace you at every turn. I'll be in every detail because you're mine, because I've made you for myself. We have a God who loves us completely. He says, all things work together for good. I like what one commentator wrote. He said, all things is Utterly comprehensive. That means it includes everything. 
having no qualifications or limits. Neither this verse nor its context allows for restrictions or conditions. All things is inclusive in the fullest possible sense. Nothing existing or occurring in heaven or on earth shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Paul is not saying that God prevents the children from experiencing things that can harm them. He is rather attesting that the Lord takes all that he allows to happen to his beloved children, even the worst things, and turns them ultimately into blessing. No matter what our situation, our suffering, our persecution, our sinful failure, our pain, our lack of faith in those things, as well as in all other things, our Heavenly Father will produce our ultimate victory and blessing. The corollary of that truth is that nothing can ultimately work against us. Wow. You know, how many times have I had trouble making a decision because I wanted to make sure that that decision didn't work against me? You know, Mike used to say this, and the A kind of bothered me. But, you know, I realized what he was declaring. He used to say, we have a God. We have a God. And you know, that's so true. I need to say that more often. Too many times I forget. I have a God. This verse, Romans 8, 28, is kind of the new covenant version of what Joseph told his brothers in Genesis 50, 20. He said, as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. You thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. You know what? You can say that over everything in your life. Not a single thing can you not say that over. What this verse does not say is that God causes all things. God permits what he could prevent. Sin is the source of the pain and the suffering, not God. But the neat thing is, he put us in a failed world. He put us literally in a failed body a sin-cursed body. And he says, you know what? By faith, you are going to reign as kings on this earth because you're going to walk above the temporal flesh and the sinful world. You're going to walk in victory. You're going to live as more than conquerors. More than conquerors. That's what he told us. How do we do that? Well, I'm going to tell you something. That's who you are. You're not going to make yourself a conqueror. God already did that. That's who you are. You're not going to conquer sin. Sin's already conquered. That's because of Christ. You're not going to make yourself victorious. You are already victorious because of who you are. So when he says that you're going to have these things, he's saying that when I remake you, I'm going to remake you as my own. And as my own, as my child, you are more than conquerors. As my own, as my child, you walk above the things of this earth. As my own, as my child, nothing can take life from you. You are light in the midst of darkness. You are literally walking and living and breathing the victory that Christ won. That's how I made you. Well, how do I have that? By faith, you've already got it. By faith, you live in it. You live it out. You say, well, I don't know the defeat of my life. No, but I know the victory of Christ. The answer is Jesus. The answer is Jesus. 
As I've often said in counseling, at some point I have to come to this, this place where I say, listen, if we can't agree that Jesus is the answer, we're wasting our time. We're wasting our time. God is the activity in the activity of your life. Romans 8.28 is in present tense, which means that the activity of God is in the activity of the believer. He has purpose in it all. We have trouble. We have trouble seeing that purpose. (laughs) I read a story about a shipwreck, and they had the shipwreck, and when the sole survivor reached a small uninhabited island, he prayed for God to rescue him, but help didn't come. Eventually, he built a hut out of driftwood for protection from the elements. And one day he returns after scavenging about the island for food, and the hut was in full blaze. It was in flames, smoke rising into the sky, and angrily he falls on his knees and cries out to God, God, how could you? How could you? I put my hope and trust in you. Falls asleep in despair. He's awakened. Rescuers are there. He said, how did you find me? Oh, we saw your signal fire. You know, that's the reality of our lives. We judge the end by the beginning. Thank you for joining Pastor Todd Granger for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life moment by moment and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. If you'd like to know more, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And you're invited to join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If you would like to help support this ministry, send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. And finally, this coming week, our hope is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you. And remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.